Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Else, the FT Culture Podcast. I'm Al. And I'm Grizz. This week, Al's going to be speaking to the actor Matthew McFadgen about the new HBO series, Succession. And next week, you can come and see us record our first ever live podcast um, at the FT Weekend Festival at Kenwood House in London, where Grizz and I will be talking to comedian Phil Mang. So, Grizz, you look so happy. Thanks, Al. You sound so surprised. Tomorrow, or uh, today when this goes out, is the first day of September, which always makes me feel very positive and kind of full of optimism and a sense of renewal. Going back to school. It's that back to school vibe, which I really dig. <laughs> Did you really dig school as well? Um, not particularly, but I, for some reason, it kind of is ingrained in my mind in a good way that September is a time of change and possibility. So in it's the like, land of Grizz, September is spring. Yeah, it's like the time when I kind of would like clear out my house and make resolutions, like New Year's resolutions. January is not clean. a good time, but yeah, September is my spring, my mental spring cleaning time. Well, excellent. Is, is that not the same for you? No, it's all about lamenting the end of the cricket season and um, <laughs> getting depressed about going back to school. But, you know, we balance each other out. <laughs> In all things. Al, you spoke this week to Matthew McFadgen, who... I know as Mr Darcy, but he's not just that, is he? No, he's the star of Ripper Street, uh, the Victorian crime drama. He was in Spooks, and I've seen him on stage opposite Stephen Mangan playing Jeeves to Mangan's Bertie Wooster. But now he is in Succession, which is a brilliant new drama on Sky Atlantic about a media mogul family. And McFadden plays a sort of repellent uh, prospective son-in-law to Brian Cox, who's a sort of Trumpian ogre, um, head of the family. And he's brilliant and uh, loathsome and hilarious and uh, quite different to what we've seen in the past. OK, so this is like a big new HBO show. Do you think it has, do you think it's like the new Sopranos, The Wire? Is it, I haven't watched any of it yet. I'm going to come clean. Is it, is it good? I'm not, sh- I'm not certain it, that it will be The Sopranos or The Wire, but I think it's very good. And but there are similarities with um, The Sopranos. It could be, it could easily be a, a mafia drama. It could, you know, it's a palace intrigue, but it just happens to be about uh, the media. But essentially, all of these family dramas follow similar lines. Essentially, they're sort of Jacobean uh, tragedies, I think. Um, <laughs> Power struggles. But yeah, I think this is. I think it's brilliant. I mean, I, I don't think it's. Who knows if it will compete with the Wire? But I've I've watched the whole thing. Now, I would also like to point mm. out that um, Matthew McFadden is widely regarded, at least among the small number of colleagues that I speak to in the office as a perfect man. I mean, last week, you know, we had Stephen Mangan, mm-hmm. um, who you think is a perfect man. Matthew well, McFadden, I mm-hmm. think, is even more widely, universally agreed to be a perfect man. And he caused quite a stir when he came into the office. Well, here he is 
Al's Perfect Man. Matthew, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for allowing me to be here. So, Succession, your yes. new HBO drama. This is, shall we say, loosely inspired by the Trump family? Mm, I, that's probably not strictly true. I think it's just inspired by the media families that that are about, especially in the US. There's quite a few. Mm-hmm. I think Jesse Armstrong, the creator, was interested in the big media businesses that have such an influence on us on how we consume media and they're sort of in the hands of single family you know so, and sometimes one man <laughs> so uh, healthy. yeah <laughs> yeah so it's kind of fascinating it's rich for drama and all that yeah you've got the trump so you've got the murdoch so you've got the i think it's the roberts family who are in comcast that might be wrong and there's a family called the sinclairs the smith brothers who are but they are they own an awful lot of local TV news. That's all ri- interesting stuff. And you shot it before 2016? The, the we actually had the read-through of the pilot on election day in New York. So we had this very lo- jolly... Buoyant, it? Well, it was quite a jolly read-through. Because you knew you'd have a smash hit on your hands. Like well, <laughs> no, I was terrified because I was about to unleash my dreadful American accent. But it was also election night, so it was quite sort of... It was really interesting. And everyone felt quite... I don't know. I remember thinking, oh, Hillary will win, you know. I think all the all the clever people thought that as well, like the Frank Riches and all those people. And then there was a party that evening at Adam McKay's house, the director's house, a sort of get-together to watch. To celebrate. Well, to sort of watch it unfold and so that, and, and it's sort of this very odd atmosphere. It started permeating through the party and people started leaving and checking their phones and, yeah, strange. You have had to ditch charm for this role you're the famous <laughs> McFadden charm right I mean you're lucky he's, you didn't have a sorry we almost had to um, hire a bodyguard to get you through I don't believe that this yeah, guy, uh, yeah. Who, were, who were pretending to be on their phones um, who were really so there's a reviewer in America who described Tom my character as a human grease stain which I really it's like beautiful I really think it's fabulous <laughs> yeah was it easy to ditch the charm? Yes. It's a real pleasure to play somebody so... Because actually, he's quite. there's moments where he's quite lovely and sympathetic and mm-hmm. quite sweet. To his fiancée. Exactly, yeah. And he's pretty obsequious and sycophantic to his potential father-in-law. And Kendall, who's Shiv, his fiancée's older brother. Could you just say what he's like? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's apart a sort of... grease stain. Apart from being a human grease stain. He's... um. He's lots of things. He's sort of, he's a sort of affable dork with a real nasty streak, I'd say. That um, incredibly dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really toxic. Uh, yeah, really toxic. But thick and he, nasty. Thick and nasty and ambitious, but also quite. I mean, he'll sort of roll over when you when you need him to. You know, it's a right. sort of. Yeah, I don't know. Pathetic as well. Yeah, so ter- terrible, pathetic. He's got a fabulous surname, Wormsgans. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. This is, in some ways, it's a departure for you. Yeah. I don't know if it's fair to say you've been typecast in the past, playing sort of emotionally deep, sensitive, yeah. depressed Re- men. Retentive. <laughs> um, no, I think not typecast, but because they're just fabulous parts, you yeah. know, the the Darcy's and the Henry Wilcoxes and those sort of things. But by the same token, I sort of thought, oh, well, it'd be nice to do. It's always nice as an actor to go to get, because you th- yeah. you know what you can do. You sort of 
but sort of brooding menace is i mean you, you have been offered parts like that yeah and yet by all accounts that's not you at all you've been recently been described elsewhere as being just about the nicest actor ever invented <laughs> <laughs> and also right. in the same article as paddington bear well, there you are. Yeah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up playing all these menacing, I don't know. brooding men? I don't know. I think you get. I think if you get one sort of part, then often it it just rolls on to you know. So if you play a sort of taciturn, unsmiling spy, then you sort of get offered a slew of parts a bit like that. Or if you get or you play a, a Mr. Darcy type, then you're that sort of for a bit. So it's good to sort of bust out of that so if how you can. Do, how, how can you bust out of that? I think you just sort of, I think you can try and choose carefully if you're fortunate enough to be able to choose. I mean, because the only... Very, very few actors can choose. Exactly, yeah. So I'm very lucky. So I don't, you know, I don't feel typecast at all. I don't. But the only sort of power you've got in a way is to say no to certain things. But if 99% of actors said no, they would... Exactly, yeah. yeah. Even less than... Yeah, and it's a bit panicky. Yeah, because you can't, you've got to pay the bills and and you want to keep working, you know. Um, At the sort of level that you're at, mm. which... We might say sort of a list. Um, do you still have to audition, or I mean, do you do a screen test? I mean, do you even have to do that? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. You go and tape the, the right. things. Okay. And I think especially if it's stuff with a American accent, you know, you have to. Perhaps I'll do that less now because I've just about got away with it in this okay. job. But often people, especially in America, the people know who you are, but you don't quite get the job because they haven't. You haven't played an American before, and that's sort of right. a stumbling block sometimes. Presumably it's the dream of all actors to end up in a massive HBO series that runs forever. Is that, is that right? I think, if it's go- I think if it's good, I mean, on the surface of it, it's a lovely thing. Also because I've got a family and it's, it's New York and not Los Angeles or Vancouver, you know, so it's sort of, you know, it'd be nice to stay married and, and see my children grow up a bit. <laughs> well, um, so it's sort of perfect because I can get back for long weekends and... So it is a it's a real treat. So I'm speaking of being married. You're obviously married to Keely Hall, who's <coughs> yeah. arguably equally famous and um, more, so. More, more so more famous in and all more talented yeah. than than you. Are you very competitive with each other? No, not are you at sure? All. Not about things like awards or no. Who's working? No, 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 no. That's a sort of lovely yeah. When it would watch, be a nightmare if we were. When you watch something like the Durrells, do you? Do no, it's heaven. Of notes? No, I. It's just a. That's a, just a sort of lovely. It sounds sickening, but it's just a joy that because you're just going gone, and you yeah, and you're, you know, it's a bit. It's, I was briefly an actor, and I went out okay. with an actress, and it was, we were very competitive. Okay, we broke up. Okay. <laughs> um, do you ever feel that? Okay, you've done. It, you've had a great year. You've had. You've been in Howard's End, and you've got Succession. You know, your CV is amazing. Do you ever think? Okay. I've done it. I've made it. Do you ever relax and think that's it now? I, I'm going to get parts for the rest of my life, or in fact, I might just chill on the beach. Um, no, I think if it all ended now, I'd. I feel like I've done. We were talking about this on holiday. We'd just been on holiday with the kids, and I, I felt very lucky. I, I do genuinely feel very lucky to be working because there are so many who don't, and it's a very odd, difficult Roughly business how many to of do. A year at Rada are still working. There were maybe twenty-eight of us. We left in '95, and I maybe 26, 27, 28, something like that. And I don't know, I don't know, m- not more than two. I think probably more than that, but not more than seven or eight. I think that's, I might, that's quite high. I was yeah, Lambert, maybe I less. Think that maybe two or three from my. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. And then you think in another ten years it'll be halved again, probably, or yeah. you know, 
It's and not one of those things. Still acting, are they the ones that you would have picked out? No, not necessarily. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, it's not one of those businesses you think, oh, I'll just give it a whirl. And <laughs> maybe some actors <laughs> do throw my <laughs> life away. <laughs> yeah, it's doomed enterprise. So I do feel genuinely. Yeah. Happy to be working, and I, you know, but I, it's not just luck, though, is it? I mean, it's it's a it's bit of it's and, a bit of luck, and, and it's a bit of talent, and it's talent for having talent. Plenty of people are very talented, but perhaps haven't capitalized on it. Maybe you're in a, in the right way, or I don't and know. Being but, thick-skinned, surely as well. Like, yeah, need, yeah. You know, not minding maybe too much about criticism, but also maybe not minding too much about being rejected for a part. Yeah, exactly. Because that can break an actor, can't it? Yeah, it's horrible. Mm. It's horrible because the criticism is not. It's you. It's the way you sit and stand and look and talk, and it's not a facet of you in a way. You can't go no. and redo it. It's intensely. It's personal. you. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you walk in the door, they sort of know. It's a weird old job. Among <laughs> the public, there's a perception of actors that they tend to be sort of jealous and paranoid. Yeah. Um, and neurotic. Does that ring true with your own experience? No more so than lawyers or journalists or any other profession, journalists I would say. Are very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Particularly I mean, And also because there's a designer friend of mine who says the worst, the worst for sort of jealousy and backstabbing are directors. They never see each other working. They're always in isolation, you know? So they're just sort of hating each other in yeah, private. Yeah, real, yeah, schadenfreude. Pouring and, over bad reviews. Absolutely. It is not enough that, yeah, <laughs> that I succeed others. But, so I think as a professional body, I would say, even though, of course, there are, there's all kinds of nastiness and pettiness goes on, I think I like actors. I could, but also, I think because part of the job of being an actor is to work with other people, and you, if you... If you don't do that respectfully and carefully, then you don't. You sort of people end up not employing you because it's just too boring and hard work. To mm-hmm. was it very difficult working with Stephen Mangan on Jeeves of Worcester? <laughs> it was difficult not to just lose control of my, all my bodily functions because he's. We couldn't. There were some scenes we just couldn't get through without laughing. He was the last person I interviewed. Oh, was he? Yeah, we were at Rada together. In the same we, year. No, he was the year above. We did a, tour, a long tour with Cheek by Jowl of Much Ado when I was 23. He's much older than me, much, much older. He looks a lot older. He does, doesn't he? Thanks for that. It's funny, though, isn't it? Do you care about things like Oscars? Uh, uh, no. Does anyone? I think you sort of fantasise about winning. You know, you sort of, everybody does. You sort of practice your speech, I think, but not, not truthfully. It's like sort of... Have you practised your speech? No. Oh, well, not really, it's no. It's a long anti-Trump rant. <laughs> That's what most actors do at the, the moment. The weird thing about awards, I've in my very short experience is that I, I was up for a, a BAFTA once and I it was so exciting and frightening because you you people say oh you're up for this thing so you get very excited you think oh, my, maybe I'll win some people say you're going to win it I think you're going to win it yeah. so you think well maybe I will so you go along <laughs> and you're terrified and then you don't win it and then you feel ridiculous for even thinking you might and you end up going, going home feeling trauma. really fed up <laughs> yeah yeah You'd feel desperately fed up after this thing you didn't really, you weren't going for anyway. You know? Yeah, I remember Helena Bonham Carter being interviewed just after she didn't win an Oscar. She <laughs> yeah. just said she was fed up and wanted to go. You, home. Yeah, you just think, oh, right. You know, <laughs> waste just, of time. Yeah, you're so, yeah, it's a really odd, it's a really peculiar thing. <laughs> the Me Too movement. Were you surprised first by the Weinstein revelations hmm. and then <clears throat> you know, the huge reaction that followed? Uh, no and no, because I'd heard stories about him when I was 
when I just left drama, you know, you'd hear, you'd hear sort of gossip about. So all actors knew this. I mean, the idea that you knew he was, you know, we didn't know. It's that was just, the just that was the kind of a sudden bad stripe of the guy he was. Yeah. yeah, and then it was quite sort of reassuring how how it was quite sort of wonderful how what has it in your in the sort of brief time since the revelations has anything about the atmosphere or culture within a rehearsal room or have you noticed any change no not really but i i haven't noticed the you work the, with lovely people i've worked with nice people <laughs> i mean i've been lucky so i don't i've never felt oh god this is a this is a strange atmosphere or this is or someone behaving particularly badly i've luckily avoided that what's next well, the second series of Succession, they, they're they talking about starting it in January, but that hasn't been confirmed. And so do you think there will be a third and fourth? I mean, is this, are they know. planning? I mean, have you seen plot lines? That no. So I don't know how far they've mapped it out roughly in their heads. Maybe they right. do a whole So you have to keep year. yourself available for... Yeah, you're sort of... Yeah. And then yeah. it gets ditched and you find yourself three, <laughs> three months of <laughs> yeah. sitting on a park say, bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that must be rather... Scary. It's I mean, maybe quite liberating. Well, it's quite nice quite knowing it, once it's been renewed, you know you've got this job coming up. But it's sort of because you, I've had this very luxurious, lovely summer with the kids because Keely's been very, very busy. Well, we'd love to have her on if you could ask. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. All them. Um, yeah. Um, if you weren't an actor, would you be an oil man? No, I don't know what I'd be. I honestly don't know. Teacher, maybe. I mean, as a child, you knew you wanted to be an actor. Yeah, and I didn't really consider anything else. I didn't know what I wanted. I th- really? I'm always suspicious of people who yeah. say that. And not I because think, I... oh, it's not, it can't be true. Like, yeah. Surely you wanted to be something normal, like a fireman or something. No. I wanted to be an actor, and I thought if it doesn't work out... Was there I a just... moment when you felt like you heard a laugh, you know, in a school play or something like that? Yeah, it's you that. Thought, you sort of, people it. laugh and you go, oh, that's, you know, or people say, that yeah. was brilliant. And then you think, oh, I'm... Maybe I'll be good at it. So then you sort of, you're always trying to be in the school play and then it sort of goes on from there. Do you think you're sort of too, I'm just going to sound, do you think you're sort of too nice to be an actor? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't feel especially, not, I mean, you can't do it by yourself. It's not a solitary thing. So you've, you've got to want to be with people and play with people. I think more and more as I get, as the longer I'm an actor, the less interested I am in the final product and the joy of it is the doing of it. Do you watch it. yourself? I do, but not with, this, not with the sort of... Do you go, oh, uh, no, I sort of... No, I sort of, I feel much more relaxed about it because I, I think, well, it's out of my hat. There's nothing I can do about it. And the real joy of it is the doing of it. Right. As on set, being with people on set. Is there one set. great part that you think, okay, I've got to play in this? Uh... I'd love to have got Cyrano de Bergerac. I think that would be good fun. I think he's sort of heartbreaking and hilarious. James Bond? Bond, I... Uh, Has that ever come up? Uh, l- lot, years ago. You can like, reveal a, like it 12, here. 13, 14 years ago, I met I met them. But it wasn't a meet. It was just a sort of... It wasn't anything serious. But you're the perfect age for it now, aren't you? And he's, he's retiring. <laughs> I mean, come on. It would be a weird thing... Wouldn't it? I would never cast myself as Jack. I suppose should, this is the worst thing I should ever say, but I, you know. But you wouldn't have cast yourself in succession, either, surely. No, probably not. And you just said you no. would have cast yourself in Jesus. In fact, if you were your casting director, you probably wouldn't have <laughs> at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Matthew, thank you very much for coming You're on the podcast. You're most welcome. Thank you very much. That's it for this week. Succession is on Sky Atlantic now. Or. 
you could just download all of it like I did and watch it in that one mammoth banquet of succession. And as we said, we're going to be doing this all live at the FT Weekend Festival. We'd love to meet you, so do come along. It's at Kenwood House in London next Saturday, the 8th of September. Please let us know what you think of the podcast. We'd love to hear from you at facebook.com slash everythingelsepodcast or by email everythingelse at ft.com. Please do leave us a rating or review at Apple Podcasts. Everything Else is produced by Chica Ayres, Weed Bean, Grizz and Al. And our music is by Fatum.